Once again, it is me, the J to the E to the double F free. This is Jeffrey Harris, and you're listening to the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. For today's interview, it is an exclusive interview with the veteran wrestler Chelsea Green, the former Impact Wrestling Knockouts Champion. She was released from the WWE last April, but since then she's bounced back. She's debuted in Ring of Honor. Uh, she's returned to Impact Wrestling, and uh, she started her own podcast, Green with Envy, and uh, she seems to be making a, a nice run for herself in her post-WWE uh, career. So we talked to her about that, um, you know, dealing with that really bad arm break she suffered last November, uh, the aftermath of her WWE release, and, uh, you know, how to bounce back from that, and it was a very... Uh, exciting interview for me, so stay tuned. An exclusive interview with Chelsea Green here on the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. All right, Jeffrey Harris reporting. This is the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast, and we are speaking to the amazing, talented, legendary, epic wrestler Chelsea Green. Oh my gosh, what an introduction. Thank you. Holy cow. Um, so to the last few weeks, Chelsea, I feel like this is like a rebirth for you. Do you feel like this is a rebirth or a fresh uh, start for the Chelsea Green legend? Absolutely. Um, and, and I knew I knew that that's, I, I, that's what I wanted it to be. Um, you know, especially having 90 days to really think about where I wanted to go who I wanted to be, how I wanted the world to perceive me. You know, I had no excuse um, to not kind of have a, have a rebirth at wrestling, you know? Totally. And um, it seems like you've been building a lot of buzz. You know, you had the ROH debut, and then you had the return to Impact. And it seems like, you know, a lot of people are talking about you right now, and you, and you have a ton of momentum. So how does it feel, you know, at this point in your career after everything – you know, you've been through with the injury and whatnot to have, you know, this much buzz and momentum, um, and you, you know, going, going on your side right now. I mean, it feels great. That's exactly what I hoped for when I took those 90 days to, to plan what I was going to do. And, and that's also another reason why I've stayed a free agent and I didn't initially sign anywhere right off the bat is because I wanted this buzz. I wanted to pop up in places that were buzzworthy and and, and kind of get people thinking and kind of shake up the wrestling world in the sense that we really haven't seen many people going from company to company until this year. And so it's, it's really fun to be able to do that and to get people talking again. You know, you talked about it on your own uh, podcast, Scream with Envy, but I guess how were those periods, you know, when, when you were battling that arm break and this it just sounded like when you were dealing with the arm injury, it was a real battle for you to, to you know, to just to make it back uh, to the ring and to wrestling. The first time I broke it in NXT, um, it was live in front of the audience. That was kind of the first injury I've really had with wrestling. Um, or, or I guess the, the first setback when, you know, I'm on TV and I'm getting momentum. And so that bugged me, but the recovery was quick the second time is kind of where you know where everybody saw, saw me um drop off the face of 
of the earth literally alive on SmackDown. Um, that one was tougher because I saw the light at the end of the tunnel, which was that main roster contract, that main roster buzz, that, that main roster push. And um, so it, it was it was kind of hard to bounce back from that because I was in a, a different place emotionally. And then, of course, what a lot of people didn't see was behind the scenes, I was struggling with having a plate in my arm that um, I was having an allergic reaction to that I needed to get taken out and um, and re-breaking it again and not being able to tell you guys that that was happening, trying to keep it to announce it at Ring of Honor. There's all these weird things behind the scenes that were putting me in a, in a different place. But now that I've got the cast off and I've got a removable cast on and and I'm I'm kind of in a good place mentally and emotionally I I feel like this will be the best comeback yet you know you've been through you've been through your trials but I feel like you've come out the other end of it and I feel you you're better for it uh at this point and I and I feel it's gonna make you you an, an even better performer uh, I've talked with EC3 about this, but I want to hear your perspective of, as well. What do you think about reinvention um, in pro wrestling? I mean, I wholeheartedly believe that if you are stale and, you know, not feeling yourself, reinvention is the best way to reinvigorate yourself, the audience, your character. I I love a good reinvention. Now, uh in the women's title tournament for Ring of Honor, when the winner is crowned, I think you should get the first shot and you'll be the next uh, ROH Women's Champion. Um, I mean, I think so too. <laughs> I'm biased, but I think so too, so we'll see. Okay, but what do you think about the tur- uh, the tournament, the competitors in the tournament? Have you been scouting them at all? And, um, and do you think this will be a, a great tournament for women's wrestling? And just wrestling I in general. Absolutely- yeah, I absolutely have been um, checking out every single competitor in the tournament. I'm so impressed with the diversity of this tournament. We have got veterans. We've got newbies. We have got uh, women from all over the world, women of all different shapes and sizes. And, and that's what that's what we need to see in a tournament. Like, I don't want to look at the brackets and be able to easily choose who is going to win this tournament. And I truly think that with the women's, the Ring of Honor Women's Championship Tournament, you cannot make predictions right now, as hard as I try. Um, but, uh, yeah, I will be sitting ringside for most of the tournament. Um, if not doing commentary, I'll be backstage, uh, you know, sitting and watching every match. So I'm just checking out my competition to see when we crown that champion, um, who I'm going to be facing off against, hopefully. Now, when you made your return at uh, Impact uh, at Slammiversary, what was that like? And, and uh, the fans were back. Uh, were back at that event, correct? Yes, they were. It was the first time that we've had fans back at Impact in a you know a year, a really long time. So, what was it like to kind of to have to have that special appearance, and also to have fans present as well, and to kind of feed off of that energy? It was amazing, and it was everything I could have asked for from Impact. It was just. Oh man, having the fans back and being back in the impact zone and being with my fiance and, and my best friends and all my old coworkers, like 
I had such an awesome, positive time um, when I was at Impact, you know, 2017, 2018, 2016, whatever it was. Um, and so it was just great to be back. It kind of felt like I was just coming home. And, and you guys won the match that night, and uh, and then you teamed with, uh, with Matt, your fiancé, again uh, at homecoming for the homecoming king and queen. You didn't win the tournament, but you won the first... You won the first matchup. How's it been to get to team with Matt and um, and have that? Because I don't think you guys ever teamed or wrestled uh, with each other before before you got together, right? Yeah, I mean, not only have we not teamed or or wrestled together, we really haven't even really wrestled on the same show or company. I was called up to Raw uh, twice when he was there. And that was as close as it got to us ever being on the road together. Other than that, we've had very separate careers, which I've been really proud of. I've been I've been proud of, um, you know, keeping my name to myself and yeah. his name to himself. But you know, now we're we're getting married. We're stepping into this new chapter of our life, and and I I want to do things with him. I want to travel with him. I want to podcast with him. I want to wrestle with him. And so it was really it was really cool to be able to win the match and then have him kind of pick me up and, and hug me and kiss me and like congratulate me right there. I've, I've never had that moment and, and felt that moment. It was, it was awesome. I mean, I will say wrestling or even working with your significant other is not easy, right. but I really, I really, I really think we're on a, a good path to making it work. Did he, did he have to get an earful about that bloody war in GCW? Cause Goodness gracious. Oh, I mean, yes, he absolutely did. And me cleaning him up, like, I was so annoyed with him, but also trying to take care of him. The whole thing was a very confusing, because you're, you're like, mad, but you're also kind of sad, but you're also proud. Like, it was all the emotions. Right. Well, at least he took, at least he took you to Disney after that, right? That. Exactly. Did you have some, did you have some Dole Whip at least? Some. Oh, celebratory oh, yeah. dole we whip. We had it all. Yeah, I remember not getting the whole dole whip thing for a long time, and then um, I go to I I've been to like every D twenty three, and then they have yep. the dole whip at D twenty three, and I had it for the first time at D twenty three. I'm like, well, why have I not tried this before? You know? Yeah, like what on earth were you thinking? Right? <laughs> I know I've I've done that with a lot of their snacks. Yeah, it, but no, no. The Dole Whip is is surprisingly uh, amazing, and uh, and and it's vegan. If you if you care about vegan. Oh, that's no, that's interesting. I didn't know that, but I will tell Allie that Allie is vegan. Um, AEW Allie, and so that'll be interesting for her to hear. Because it's all because it's all non it's 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 non dairy actually. It's all non dairy, is what I found right, out. And I didn't think about that. Well, look, we had churros. We had. Um, corn dogs we had popcorn like seriously we had everything now uh, going back to nxt did you like how your nxt uh went and and you know your early storylines with the the robert stone brand i mean i loved working alongside robert i um i really get along with him on a uh personal level um and so i think we work really well together i would love to work with him in the future wherever that may be um, so yeah, I really liked, I mean, I thought that, you know, we could have dove so much deeper into all that stuff, but it was very confusing because I was getting called up and then get it coming back down to NXT. 
and then getting called up and then coming back down. So it was a it was a weird transition period. You know, I know you say it was weird, but would you have maybe liked a little more to spend a little more time in NXT and maybe just really kind of establish the Chelsea Green branding character there, maybe before getting called up, you know, those intermittent times? Honestly, no. Okay. I, my goal was always to be on Raw or SmackDown. So NXT for me was a uh, just a, a jump-off point. Um, so I would have been okay even getting called up to Raw on day one and trying to figure it out on the main roster. But I do think, unfortunately, that... You know, I, I got called up and, and um, a couple things fell through and and I just didn't get to show what I think that I could have shown them. So that was more the unfortunate part. Now, in terms of what's next for you and your future, Chelsea, are, are you just looking to play the field, so to speak, and not like set up roots? Do you want to keep things open for right now? Or would you be open to uh, signing a contract, like a longer term contract down the line? Right now, I want to keep things open. Now, that's not to say that come 2022, I won't change my mind. But right now, I feel like I kind of lost the buzz around my name. And I lost a little bit of confidence. And, and um, I, I, want, I want to get that back. So I'm going to spend the next six months um, floating around and doing the best I can at Impact and and ROH, and if NWA asks me to come there, I'll go there. If AAA asks me to go to Mexico, I'll go to Mexico. I want, I want to do it. I want to do it all. Um, and I want my resume to be more stacked than any other female in the entire world. And that's what I'm working towards. Um, and then you know, maybe if you ask me that question in January, I'll have a different answer for you. Now, um, I don't know what, you know, the travel restrictions might be now, but would you ever want to do shows in Japan or anything like that? Absolutely, and I loved my time in Japan when I was there um, working for Stardom, so I definitely will go back there at some point. Of course, because I've checked it off the bucket list, I'm trying to do things that I haven't done um, before, um, before I go back and, and do things again, so... Um, Japan will probably come sometime in 2022. Now, I mean, you know, just, I, it's a tough subject, but, you know, you had your release recently, and it's something a, a number of WWE performers or, or former performers are going through right now. So is there, do you have advice, you know, for going through that experience and just, I guess, keeping your head up and, having grace under pressure like i feel like you've exemplified oh well thank you um you know i i definitely think for me what helped and a lot of people i know that a lot of my girlfriends who were released they they needed time to just relax time to breathe for me what helped was putting my head down and grinding you saw you know i was released and even before i put out a statement i put out a pro wrestling tease store i put out new t-shirts you know i announced my podcast i i all these things i kind of hit the ground running because that's what makes me happy and i think in those moments where we lose something that's so precious to us like our goal and our dream of of being a wwe superstar you really have to focus and hone in on what makes you happy other than this wrestling thing what can i do to, to keep my spirits up and and at the end of the day, whatever it is that makes you happy, you know, you, you can make a job out of that. You just have to figure out 
what it is. And for me, I've learned that that's podcasting. Right, and you have a tremendous podcast, uh, Green with Envy. Now, I also got to tell you, I was on the floor when uh, Zach, when uh, Matt, as Zach Ryder, did that video, and he bought the Big Boss Man figure for five thousand five hundred dollars, <laughs> and then you saw like the credit card statement, and you're and you're like, that's five five thousand five hundred nights he'll be sleeping on the couch. That's that. That's fit. So that's fifteen years. So he's got like thirteen to go, right? Yeah, he's quite. He's got quite a bit longer. Um, he will definitely be fully gray by the time he's allowed back in the bedroom. Exactly. But I that that was just the funny. That was the funny funniest thing. So I'm sorry he spent. I'm sorry he spent five thousand five hundred dollars on a big boss man. Um, I uh, love. Don't the, remind me. <laughs> But it was kind of worth it for the comedy in your reaction, you know? <laughs> okay, well, good. At least you guys got a kick out of it. <laughs> right. Uh, great. But how? But that said, how did it feel when you got your own action figure? Oh, man. I mean, I was shocked. Like, I felt like I did nothing that deserved an action figure at all. And so that was such an amazing surprise for me and for you know the the guys to reveal it to me on the major wrestling figure podcast it just made it even more special and I'm just so obsessed with my my two little figures and you know no matter what happens in life I'll always be able to show my kids and my grandkids that you know mommy was a wrestler and grandma was a wrestler and and these are her action figures you know and that's like such a such a cool thing to be able to say now I know you like Disney. I'm, I'm also curious. Do you like uh, Loungefly or Funko at all? Okay, so I do have some Loungefly products. Um, so yes, I definitely do. I'm not a huge Funko girl, but um, I can appreciate them because, of course, I've got a room full of them. Right, and uh, I was at. They're doing the Funk on um, this week, and last night they had a, a Loungefly fashion show. And uh, I went to that oh. fashion show, and I think you might be interested. Uh, Anika Noni Rose, who voiced uh, Tiana in uh, Princess and the Frog, yeah. was she was sort of like the main event with a. If you like that movie, Princess and the Frog, that she had a modeled like a Princess and the Frog bag for Loungefly. So oh, there's that a is cool. there's probably stuff online about that if you're if you're interested in uh, some new. Yeah, I'm gonna have to yeah. Google that. Uh, they also had a very nice Lilo and Stitch bag, just because I feel like that. I feel like Loungefly is right up your alley, and you should be working with Loungefly, I think. You'd be great for Loungefly. You know what? I, I actually never thought of that, but I absolutely love Loungefly, and now that you say that, I probably will reach out to them. <laughs> and uh, and uh, how, are your ca how are the cats doing and everything? I love your guys' well, cats. So we've got the, yeah, we've got the three cats. We've got the two dogs. Um, life is crazy at our house. It is an absolute zoo, but I think that that's the way that Matt and I, um, we love it and it's hectic, but we wake up with all the animals in our bed and it's the best thing ever. Okay, great. And, and last thing, Chelsea, um, if you have any merchandise or, you know, your t-shirts or, um, your own podcast or any other, uh, projects you're working on that you'd like to share with our, our listeners, I'd very much like to give you the time to, to share that with us. Yeah, so, you know, all of my, um, 
my podcast, my pro wrestling tea store, my video messages, um, my merchandise store, all of that is available through the link in my bio on Twitter, which is at I'm Chelsea Green, and on Instagram at Chelsea A Green. Um, and you know, if you guys have time, my podcast is super short. It's like 35, 45 minutes. Um, and, and you can listen to that on all digital streaming platforms. The podcast is called Green with Envy. <laughs> uh, Chelsea, this has been a wonderful experience for me. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate your time. And I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. And uh, I, I, I know you're going to do great things. And uh, I'm, I'm happy for you that you've I feel like you, you know, you've got this momentum back on your side, and I'm, I'm very excited for you because I feel like it's, it's just going to keep building from here. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time to um, chat with me. All right, so that was the great Chelsea Green talking to us about her career here on the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. First of all, I want to thank you all for finding the show and listening to the show. And uh, if you're listening to us on the 411 Mania YouTube channel, if you can give us a like, a comment, a subscribe, I would very much appreciate that. If you can give us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts, I would appreciate that as well. But more than anything, thank you for listening and thank you for checking out our content. You can listen to the 411 Wrestling Interviews podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on the 411 Mania YouTube channel. Once again, I am the J to the E to the double F free. This is Jeffrey Harris, and you've been listening to the 411 Wrestling Interviews podcast. Thank you, everybody.